Hi, and welcome to the FM Global Resilience is a Choice podcast. I'm Steve McGrath. Texas has suffered through one hellish week of snow, ice, power failure, water shortages, and frigid homes. This nightmare began on Valentine's Day, and as many as 4.5 million Texas customers were without power at the peak. Water disruptions were even more prevalent. So what's next, and what's essential for CFOs and other business leaders to know? Our guest today is Alan Johnson. He's Operations Senior Vice President, Head of Power Generation at FM Global, and he's on the ground in Dallas. Hello, Alan. Are you safe? Good morning, Steve, and thanks for having me. Uh, yes, I'm safe, but it, it, it was quite a week and um, definitely impacted me both personally and, um, of course, within the company. Personally, I was subject to the rolling blackouts, and we went for about four days of having 30 minutes of power and about 45 minutes to two hours of no power. And that was uh, quite an ordeal when the temperatures were at zero degrees for a prolonged period of time. Um, and trying to battle Mother Nature against frozen pipes and no heat and just trying to survive the ordeal was, was quite challenging. And I could definitely appreciate how hard it would be on uh, many of the companies in, in the surrounding area as well. So there's been a lot of discussion around Texas's power mix, the isolated power grid, uh, some of the regulation questions, and a failure to learn from uh, 2011 when Texans lost power during the Super Bowl. So you're an engineer by background. What do you make of the situation when you put your proverbial hard hat on? In the power generation industry, you've got to look at all of the exposures. So in Texas, obviously, the um, power generation companies have been focused primarily on the extremes of heat in the summer. And shedding the heat as opposed to holding it in uh, when you need it in the winter. And that has been where most of the rolling blackouts have occurred is in the summertime when the, the demand for electricity skyrockets because of air conditioning systems. And what, our, what these organizations need to really do is apply that same type of preparation to the potential of a um, deep freeze like we experienced this last week. You need to consider that extreme potential. And it seems like it has been underestimated to some degree. And so my advice would be got to do worst case scenario planning, contingency planning for, for if this type of event would occur again. I guess if you're not in Texas and you're a power generator, you, you can't just sort of sit back and say, glad that wasn't me, but you might want to take a look at your own potential vulnerabilities and maybe not just the number one vulnerability like, oh, it could get too hot here. Yes, I would agree completely. It, it starts with a, a very thorough winterization plan, including a, a very robust inspection program that will identify any of the uh, exposures that are not well protected against for the facility, for the, uh, for the utility including things as obvious as building heat, insulation for the building, whatever sprinkler systems are present, that there are steps taken so that they don't freeze. But at a utility, you have an additional um, challenge, and that is in the external piping that is prevalent. It's not all contained within the building itself. So you need to, you need to really take a look at um, any heat tracing that is needed on external pi piping. 
and insulation and associated insulation to make sure that that it doesn't freeze. A big problem or challenge with utilities is when it comes to the instrumentation and the sensor lines. Uh, because if the instrumentation freezes or the sensor lines freeze from the condensation on the inside of the lines, you will have false trips and you'll have system failure, which, which will end up taking the entire utility down. And all of these very seemingly minor details need to be considered in the winterization plan to, to assure that the facility, the, the utility is very resilient in the occurrence of a deep freeze like we experienced. Is it enough for a power generator in the east or the west outside of Texas to be under federal oversight? Should they take a lot of comfort in that? Or do they still have to do their own homework as far as really scrutinizing the utility? Yeah, I would I would say that they really need to take ownership of it and do their homework because even with the best of oversight from any external organization, uh, it still is. It still comes down to the local implementation and execution of the plan to make sure that the utility is resilient to this type of event. And 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 of course, we're talking about freeze, but this applies to flood and hurricane and also to uh, extreme heat. They all depend on local execution of the plan. We have a lot of CFOs listening to this podcast, and I'm sure somebody out there is thinking what I'm thinking, and that is, in this time of climate change and the atmosphere warming, I've now got to be concerned about freezing in the South. It seems like how many freak occurrences can I afford to make myself protected from? The hardest moment in creating a, a plan to, uh, to prevent freeze uh, your facility from freezing is the first time you do it, is getting the foundation in place, is making sure that you've done a thorough evaluation of both the physical aspects of the, of the facility, as well as the human element aspects of the facility, because both of them are equally important. You need, you need physical protection, you know, such as um, insulation and heat tracing and so forth, just like it, when you're trying to prevent or mitigate a, a fire exposure, you need a sprinkler system. It's the basics of preventing that exposure from occurring. But equal to that, it's important that the human element side of it is just as robust and that you've got maintenance and testing and, and people that know exactly what to do when the event occurs. And the two of those components working together is what will ma maintain or create a resilient atmosphere. What about just business folks in general. What does this tell a business person about resilience in the supply chain or what's going on in Texas or how they should manage their own organizations? I, I think that the biggest lesson is that um, the unexpected really does happen. And, and uh, if you would have spoken to any Texan you know, prior to a couple of weeks ago, you know, could you envision this happening? Most people would say, absolutely not. You don't normally get this extended seven or eight day period of freezing temperatures. The best thing to do, to do is to be prepared for, um, for those unexpected events. 
There's been some research that indicates that uh, disruption such as this could have a long-term impact on a company's brand, profit, shareholder value, et cetera. Um, what do you see as the long-term impact to the energy producers whose butts are on the line here? This type of event can bring an organization to their knees and have a long-term effect on their um, reputation, their profitability, and their future. By contrast, the companies that that perform very well are viewed as um, you know the the elite in in that industry. And in Texas, we're already seeing that happening. You know, the companies that performed well are getting all uh, types of accolades, and um, and the public is is um, noticing that. What are you seeing in terms of um, cyber risk at power generation facilities? Traditionally, power generation organizations have done a great job of addressing their cyber vulnerabilities. And that shows, I think, in the results that they have not, um, you know, there's not been many attacks on, or there have not been many successful attacks in, on the power generation companies. And frankly, that type of approach really needs to be taken on any of the exposures like this that can be so um, impactful to a power generation organization. Temperatures in uh, Dallas have returned to normal. Wh when, when do you think life is going to return to normal? What needs to be done and what, what are the after effects going to be? What we're hearing now is mostly, you know, over the last couple of days is when the pipes started thawing and the floods started occurring, the burst, this then, highlighted or exposed the facilities that have burst piping and subsequent flooding. For probably 80% of the public, it's pretty much back to normal. Those other 20% are dealing with this aftermath. And I would expect over the next week or two that that should all clear up. So Alan, what, what one thought would you leave uh, our audience with today? I would just say if, if you truly want to be a resilient organization that is always operating and, and prepared to um, deliver your product or your service, then prepare for the unexpected, you know, especially when it has happened before. And I think it goes in line with the old saying that fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on an organization that doesn't learn from past experiences. Awesome. Our guest today has been Alan Johnson. He's Operations Senior Vice President, Head of Power Generation at FM Global. Thank you very much, Alan, and I'm so glad to hear you're okay. Thank you very much, Steve. I really enjoyed it. Find more Resilience is a Choice podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other streaming services. Please like, share, rate, and leave us a comment.